So when I did my therapy, it's like, it just really opened my eyes to, oh yeah, when you start getting honest about things and you stop hiding things, that's where I believe you can be the most confident. I always say like confidence always revolves around truth. So if you're constantly Mm -hmm. faking it, guess what? Confidence can't live there. Welcome to the Mindset Coach Academy podcast. I'm Lindsay Wilson, and I am a high-performance mindset coach, a mom, a former professional athlete, and an entrepreneur. I help coaches and high performers optimize their mindset to improve their coaching, their performance, and those of their athletes, and their lives. Here, you'll learn all about mindset, how to live it, how to teach it, and how to sell it. Hi, guys, and welcome back to the Mindset Coach Academy podcast. Today, we have our Mindset Coach Academy students, Amy Oliphant and Nikki Dieball. Hi, guys. Hey. Hi. I'm so excited to have you guys on today. We've been trying to do this podcast for a while, but today we're going to be talking about what it's really like to be a mindset coach. You know, we're launching the certification coming up soon, and you guys have interesting stories. You have interesting lives, and I think really seeing sort of behind the curtain what it's like on a day-to-day basis, you know, with kids and adult responsibilities and jobs and coaching, what it's like to actually be a mindset coach. So I want to dive right into it. Are you guys ready? Yeah, let's do it. All right, cool. I want to give just a little snapshot of where you guys are now in just a couple sentences, you know, what what do you do, who you work with, and uh, just a little bit about yourself in a couple sentences. Amy, will you go first, please? Yeah, so... um... Currently, I um, my business is Transcend Mental Training. Um, started it, it's going on almost four years now, um, mainly working with swimmers and hockey players and um, mostly one-on-one, but getting ready to launch into group training and some other fun stuff that um, I've got in the works. Yes, you are. Uh, Nikki, what about you? Hi, I'm Nikki, and I'm the associate head volleyball coach at Southern Nazarene University. I also own a club volleyball program here in the state of Oklahoma. We've got seven teams. So my work is pretty broad. Um, So I work with both college and club kids, high school kids. Um, And then I also have my individual clients. And so my business is slightly on a smaller scale with the individual I do a lot of team stuff, but um, it's kind of just growing and evolving a little bit more every every day. Well, you got your hands full with a two-month-old, so. Yes. Yes. So, well, we'll get into that, the life balance uh, and being a mindset coach and what that looks like. Okay, um, Amy, so I always like to, you know, we've talked about business before uh, on the podcast and webinars, and that kind of thing. I always like to start where you're at, and then I like to sort of like rewind, right? For those of you that remember VCRs, it's like, you know back to, you know, right before um, you, you've decided to become a mindset coach, the, the certification was part of that too. But like, what were you doing when you were like, huh, I wonder if I can do this. And was that at the same point, did you realize that you could make money at it? Like, talk to me a little bit about that evolution. Uh, you know, I don't know if it was four years ago, or maybe it was lo- further along than that. No. So I think um, all my life I've been a coach. So coach, I was either coaching tennis or coaching swimming. Um, my niche as a coach, or I like to say my niche as a coach was always the mindset mindset and the mental performance piece. Um, yeah. I always, you know, I think a lot of people that go into mental performance um, are those that 
struggled with it themselves as athletes. And I was definitely one of those. So as a coach, I kind of always made it my mission to, um, to focus on that piece with the athletes that um, crossed my path. So I was just a sponge as a coach, like always online looking for, you know, any information I could get on how I could help my athletes with their mindset. And um, decided I, I must have come across you on Instagram. I don't even remember, to be honest. I just was like, I felt a connection to what you were saying. And um, I think it was about that time you were getting ready to launch your first um, certification program. And um, I was really just doing it to improve myself as a coach. I never even, it wasn't even um, on my radar to start my own business and and do it and um, kind of start talking to you and made the jump to do it. And I can't, I think I, I'm almost sure it was you at some point was like, you know, you should think about just trying to start your own business and make some money with this and doing something more than just coaching. Um, and I like the idea of it. It scared me, but um, yeah. I like the idea of it and kind of jumped in from there on, from that point on. And, um, you know, it's still, it's st still evolving. It's still a journey, but in, in a good way. For yeah. Sure. And do you mind sharing? Like, I mean, do you, I don't know if you remember, like, you know, if you're getting back down to the money, like you're doing this essentially full time, or at least this is your, your job. Um, yes. Maybe you're in a little bit of a different situation, but um, how, do you remember how long it took for you to make your investment back? Like, do you remember like, like what's your revenue now roughly, you know, like where right. are you at? Um, what are you charging? If you could share any of that that you're comfortable with, that would be awesome. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, you know, as I was just getting my feet wet, um, it took me probably longer than it should have to make my money back, like in all honesty, but that, that really is like, was all on me. It was me like not being sure if that's what I wanted to do, trying to find the niche, trying to find the right price point. Mm -hmm. Um, it, it was it was a lot of me getting my mind my mind wrapped around right. it as well, and that's um, you know that's where you and the academy really helps a lot too is is wrapping your mind around that whole concept. So I would say that for me, and then I had a couple of like life things that just happened that I couldn't control. Yeah. So it was probably for me like two years until I made my money back. Mm -hmm. But then once I was able to get all of get my head in the right spot get like those life things behind me and really focus a hundred percent on, on the business. Then it was like, it was probably another six months after that yeah. to the point where I had more one-on-one -on -one clients than I could handle. Um, yeah. And we're still in that spot right now. So, um, and I'm at a point now where I'm ready to scale. So I'd say probably, I probably have made total about 50 grand. Um, mm -hmm. I actually, I, it, it should be more like, and it can be more, um, yeah. that's and all on me. this next year. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and that's all on me. That's yeah. all on me. But, um, yeah, I think, you know, if you have the right mindset and you're, you just jump into it and kind of run towards that fear, um, the possibilities are, are limitless for sure. Well, yeah, I think you, I remember like uh, when you sort of just, I think you, for a while, you were just sort of like, I want to take this to my athletes. I want to just work with some, you know, local kids. And then there was like a point when you decided I'm going to like make money at this. And you still had a lot of baggage with that as most of us do. 
and you worked through that in the program, but you were like, there. I feel like there was a moment when you decided, Is it, was that your experience too? Yeah, I think it was kind of like, yeah, it was kind of, you know, and maybe it was you challenging me. I, you know, some, like either, either decide it's going to be a hobby or jump in with both feet. <laughs> right. Okay, nice. like, yeah. And, you know, and those are two very different mindsets. So, um, yeah. And I decided I wanted that challenge of, I wasn't that there's so much more of me to give and there's so many athletes that need what we do. And yeah. that, um, I've been given a gift to, to work with athletes and to make this, um, you know, I get to, you know, I get to do this every day. I get to be with athletes every day. I want to do it. You know, it's never, and I have to now. So, yeah. um, and I think that's an important, important point too, is, um, yeah. It's just time to do it. Like I would yeah. be, um, I'd be doing a disservice to myself and to a lot of athletes out there if I didn't jump in with both feet. Yeah. So Nikki, you're, you're, you have like a, you decide, tell me about your sort of evolution. Like do you, if you remember, like when you decide, cause I know you, you wanted to keep your day job. Nikki always has like 10 jobs. We all know that plus, no, plus a newborn, but you decided to make money, but you were also going to keep your day job. So you were sort of like in this middle ground, but do you remember sort of that? I can't remember if you start, if you decided you wanted to have a, your own business or if you were just bringing it to your athletes and then you decided later, do you, I don't know if you remember, but. Yeah, actually very vividly. Oh, good. Um, so I've been coaching college ball for a while and, um, and I, I was blessed enough kind of from a young age that I had some coaches that um, took us through visualizations. And so I'd always been around mindset training to a certain extent as an athlete. And then kind of like Amy said, just going through as an athlete, just different adversities and injuries and just knowing what you have to have to be successful. I wanted that so bad for my athletes and my background's in psychology. And so I've always had a passion for the mind and, and the mind-body connection. And so kind of like Amy, I was just scouring the internet, trying to find something to help um, create a program for my athletes and not just throwing stuff against a wall and hoping that it would stick, but actually having um, a course of action to, to bring to my athletes because I know how important it is. Um, and so I would say for three or four years, I searched really hard and I came across you um, and some of your articles and just, I mean, I found myself daily reading blog posts that you had and trying to, to create my program out of your, your blog posts. Um, and then then when the opportunity came, I subscribed um, to your newsletters when the opportunity presented itself uh, to get into the MCA course. It was just a no brainer for me. And it was really exciting for me um, to be able to, to learn and grow. And I wasn't necessarily interested in starting a business right off the bat. But as I went through the program and saw that, uh, and I, I kind of like Amy, I had to work on my own mindset that because I'd love to help people. And making money was something I could do with this too. There was a there was tension for me with that, and yeah. I had to really work through that. It was okay to know that I was still helping people and make money too. Mm -hmm. um, and so it started off kind of small for me, just one or two clients, and then word of mouth kind of spread. And then I did started doing a lot of high school teams, and so I do preseason training camps for several high schools around the city. Um, then our basketball team brought me in, and then kind of got wind through some of the athletes here um, on campus at SMU. And so I started working with some pitchers and some golfers and it just kind of went 
bananas from there with different sports. Well, I'm a volleyball girl. And so my niche is more geared towards volleyball players. And so when I first started, I just kind of went with whoever would work with me I wanted to work with. Um, but I find myself being being more passionate, um, being more obviously more knowledgeable with volleyball. And so from there, it's grown into um, in, into a pretty good business. I, I second what Amy says, I can make this as big as I want. Um, I have not felt released from the coaching bug yet. I, I love what I do. I love coaching. Um, so it takes up, you know, quite a bit of time when you're on the road recruiting and things like that. Yeah. So my business is small because for me, it, it needs to be, I only have so much bandwidth. So I, I've scaled it into what, what's manageable for me to have my job as a coach, to be, um, an administrator here on campus and to have my club that I run and organize and a new mom. Um, so it's, it's, I've been able, it's, what's nice about it is I can make it what I want it and it works for me and it works for my life. And in my downtime, when I'm not as busy in the off season, I can take on more individual clients. And then when, when, when I'm in the heat of season, I can scale it back and, and still manage to make money and income, um, as kind of a little side hustle. And then, like I said, when I'm ready to expand, I can, and I've been able to um, work with enough athletes here in the city that I can just pick up the phone and call a few people if I need to and get those clients. So um, it's just, like I said, it's kind of just evolving and I didn't start out to be in the business, but I love it and I'm passionate about it. And I'm, I'm really thankful that I made that jump into starting a business. Small McBiney. Um, how does it feel? This is actually, I think, because I think, Nikki, I think a lot of people, I mean, you both sort of got into it just because you're passionate, which I think a lot of people do. I, I think there's people that come and like know they want to be a mindset coach, know they want to make money and they want to know how. But I think there's a lot of people that come in and they're passionate about it and they aren't sure maybe if they want to charge. But I do know that there's a there's quite a few people that do come in and and they sort of want this as their their side hustle for now. But they want it also as this thing that they can pour gasoline on it when they want to. And I think both of you have been in that position at certain times. But Nikki, for you, with your day job and coaching and as it is with sometimes people have really uncertain, you know, job security. I don't think you're in that situation, but a lot of times people do with coaching or they worry someday they're going to get burnt out or they're going to have to move and they just don't, aren't going to want to do it someday. How does it feel for you knowing that you have this business that you have hustled to to begin that you can just go to at any point? Well, it takes a lot of stress off for sure. Um, to know that I have a plan B if I, if I need it, that I could make it as big as I want and get the income that I need to help support my family. Um, so it's just, it's in really uncertain times. It's like a, just a stress relief knowing that if something happened, that I still have this avenue to create income for my family to, to live comfortably like we need to. Um, and then, and two, I still get to help people, which is ultimately what I love to do. Yeah. Amazing. Um, Amy, um, so talking about your business, like now, right. So you, you had kind of an interesting story because you were a coach and then I remember when you decided to stop being a coach because you want to do this full time. And that, I feel like that was like, your day one of being a mindset coach. You were like, I'm putting the mindset coach hat on and you've had a lot going on with your kids and, and all the stuff going on in your family. 
But where are you at right now? Like, what do your days look like? What does it look like to be a mindset coach? What does that feel like to, to be that in your, in your life on a day-to-day basis? Yeah. Um, you know, every week's a little bit different, which is fun. Like, you know, never one or every day is a little bit different just because, you know, some weeks the way that my client structure is some weeks I have like five clients and then another week, maybe I have eight of them. And then another week, maybe I have one or two. So it just depends on where, what's needed and what the clients need on any given day. But, um, you know, most days I'm working on, um, if I don't have clients that day, I'm working on content. Um, I'm working on brainstorming ways that I can scale my business and what, you know, doing some mindset work too, is like, what do I really want? You know, where, where do I see myself going? Um, you know, where, and what does that look like? So I spend a lot of time doing that and just kind of brain dumping. So, um, like you can see behind me, (laughs) you know, like just, um, um, the fun part is I got my first, um, corporate client. So doing my first corporate workshop with them the second week of January. So that's, um, it's just an hour presentation, but, um, that's something I wanted to kind of dip my toes into. So um, I've been working on that. I'm getting ready to um, launch a group program for hockey players. So I'm kind of a subscription-based thing on a monthly basis. Um, So I'm working on that, trying to put the pieces together there. And hopefully I'm going to do the same thing with swimmers. And um, I've reached out to a couple of high schools too, to see if I can't come in at the end of the year to work with athletes that are going on to college, um, to, to give them some tools, um, to handle what's coming at them. So, um, so I've gone from a lot of, I mean, I still have a lot of one-on-one clients, um, working on scaling that back and going in a different direction and seeing where it takes me. So, um, Like I said, the fun part about it is every day is a little bit different and it's it's what I make, you know, it's what I want. What do I want to accomplish each day? Um, So it does take a little bit of um, being intentional with your time and and learning to set the boundaries and figuring it out. But um, it also makes it really fun, too. So. Um, Nikki, I'm interested in kind of less business and more like actually working with clients. What kind of things um, are you seeing? Are you seeing any trends? Like you're working with a lot of college and, and high school athletes, and it sounds like more volleyball, but but a wide range. Are you seeing, you know, we're post-COVID, there's been like all this mental health stuff going on. Like what kind of trends are you seeing and what kind of things do you find yourself really going to, whether tools that, you know, we, we talk about in the in the certification or tools that you use, like what's going on with your client work? Um, seen just a ton of confidence issues. Um, that was before COVID, but I think they're just so overwhelmed with things right now, just schedules and um, pressure of performing and pressure of performing in the classroom, on the court. Um, And so we do a lot of brain dumping. We do a lot of um, scheduling. I find that a lot of, especially our college kids come in and our freshmen, I have met with every one of our freshmen this year, don't understand time management and how stressful not prioritizing things are. So we actually spend a lot of time on the mindset of creating intentional space for them to just be be still and be present with their own thoughts outside of the classroom, outside of volleyball, and just giving them space to be. 
Um, And I've been finding that's really uncomfortable for most of them to have that space where they're just still. Um, So we've been working a ton on on that um, and just finding their confidence through preparation. so many of them are outcome-based in multiple facets of their life. And so we're, le- we're learning how to reframe things um, and how to, um, how to win without a scoreboard or win without a stat um, and trying to find that, in, that internal sense of confidence and motivation for them. So those are just a few things that we're, well, we're doing I, over I, and over. I, um, I just keep like thinking of like how often, like I think people that aren't in the mindset coaching world may be surprised that like you're talking so much about time and time management, but as we all talk about so much, like time is a, is a mindset issue Mm -hmm. and like how few people actually learn these things at a young age, thought management, time management, like emotional management, like, and that is the work, the good work that you're doing. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think, you know, we're all so passionate about this, but how does this like being able to see that happening in your life in front of you with these young athletes, how is that fueling you in your business and to make more money? Like, are those two things, like they used to be probably kind of opposite in your mind. Like, are you able to see that and, and get to motivate you to make more money and grow your business? Like, how is that playing out in your, in your mind? Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's just what we're doing is coaching, but coaching mindset stuff, but in my passion for coaching on the court to see the light bulb go off is extra fuel for my fire. So the same is true when I see someone get the concept or feel the success or come in where they've been in my office on Monday crying. And two weeks later, after we've done some work, come in with a smile on their face and they're not ready to go home. Um, So to see that kind of success for them and, and hope, I think that's the big thing for me to see someone who, who, feels like they are at rock bottom with no hope at all to be able to work through some of this stuff and feel weight lifted and feel hope and inspired and empowered to, to move forward um, with the passion that they have. Um, it just, it ignites me too. Um, and, and then from a financial sense, um, I know more people need what we have mm-hmm. and there's not enough people like us to go out and help everybody. And so what we do is is so necessary and it transcends anything that they would ever do on the floor you know what we do goes far beyond and that's you know that's what i tell parents all the time the work that we do it can't help but bleed over into every aspect of their life so we're working on maybe volleyball stuff and it goes into the classroom and it goes into relationships and and it can't help but do that so to know that there are still so many people out there that need this and to see the success that my current clients have and players have, um, it just feeds my my passion to go out and, and help more more people. Doing good work in the world, Nikki. Um, Amy, back to you on, you know, I think I imagine that people listening to this are, you know, trying to see themselves in you guys. And a lot of them are probably coaches and a lot of them are passionate about mindset coaching, as we talked about before. I'm interested in many people come to the certification, including yourselves, that have a lot of knowledge about mindset, whether that's their personal experience as an athlete, as a coach, they've read a lot, they've read my blogs and, you know, they're, they're sponges, as Nikki said. How has your evolution in the organization of your content of all the things you've learned 
How has that evolved over, you know, the last four years or so, Nikki, or uh, Amy, and then I'll ask you as well, Nikki. And how does that help you deliver content in a way that is, that maybe feels better to you, you know, reaches the mark, so to speak? How has your content evolved and continue to evolve? Oh, good question. Um, yeah, I think, you know, prior to like making it my business, um, you know, you'd, you'd scour the internet and read books and, you know, find tidbits here and there. And honestly, like I never thought about using that, like what I was learning through that. It was just for personal use to like, oh, that's good for Allie, you know, who's right. struggling with confidence. Oh, and that's good for, you know, Tom over there who seems to hit rock bottom and doesn't know what to do. And it, so it was, I just take these little tidbits and apply it to certain people. But now I'm taking this, I, I'm still a sponge, um, but I have a better way of organizing it. Like I use it. Like when I see something, I'm like, oh, I've got a notebook. Like I've got a spreadsheet actually where I'm like, this is a great idea. This could apply to this. And then I take it and I save it in order to create content some down, somewhere down the road. Right. You have a structure of what you're teaching. I mean, we obviously go through some of that in the certification and right. to make it your own. Do you have, you know, a, yeah. like a, a, a process? Yeah. So, so, you know, I have this, um, so how it's evolved, I'm glad you mentioned that, is um, it's kind of like a, a mental performance roadmap that I, that I talk about, right? So, you know, we start with, there may be like eight different steps. And, you know, originally I designed it to go from A to B to C to D to E to F. But now what I'm realizing is that, and I think I knew this before, it wasn't, but everybody's a little bit different. So instead of like sticking to that, huge structure. I have this, I want to hit every part of that roadmap that I have, but it's more like Frogger, <laughs> right? With each client. So it's like, all right, this person, you know, this particular client needs, you know, we need to talk about negative self-talk here. Maybe this particular client, we need to talk about belief systems, but it's this whole, you know, we talk about awareness and then we go to um, self-talk and then we go to belief systems and goal setting and um, time management. And so those are all the building blocks of the program that I offer the athletes. Um, so that that's probably definitely where I've evolved the most lately. And it's just been helpful um, to have that, you know, to kind of have that roadmap and choose. Yeah, that's awesome. What about you, Nikki? How is your sort of process evolved over the, you know, since you started the certification? Mm -hmm. um, I think I used to be very cookie cutter. Um, and I still have the same kind of general topics that I go through um, with with a client. Um, and and I, I used to just kind of just go very um, down the same down the same road. So I still have structure, which is which has been helpful. I have, I've got a very structured program, but it's it's very tailored to each person. I didn't necessarily do that when I first started off. I wasn't confident enough in myself when I very first started to be able to branch off and unscript it, essentially. So while there's still structure, I, I feel good enough about where I am 
in my knowledge of mental training and, and what they need that I can now kind of go off and ta- tailor it, make it more athlete specific, or client specific as we go. So um, kind of like Amy said, I, I pieced together things and now I've kind of taken things that I've learned from you, things that I've learned from other people and kind of created my own authentic, what feels authentic for me, authentic yeah. system of how yes. I do things. What we want. Yeah. Yeah. What are the top one or, you know, two or three tools that you guys teach like all the time? Uh, mistake ritual, hands down. And it's usually, that's usually for my clients and my, my athletes here um, on our team, they're hands down their favorite thing that we yep. use. It's awesome. so quick. It's so accessible. Um, it's, and it can change things for them in an instant. And they, I, they love it because it's so concrete and it's not fluff. It's actionable immediately. Yep. So that for sure. Um, for we'll me, that I do too, for anybody who's listening, if you want the our mistake ritual, go ahead. Um, breathing as crazy as it sounds, but just real realizing what that breath does for you and the control that you have as you control breath. So use a lot of breathing stuff, um, mistake ritual, and then of course, braver with every, everybody. Well, that in the show notes too. <laughs> signature visualization exercise for those of you that don't know um are you doing guided visualizations yes good because i remember when you were recording i was like she's got a great voice for visualizations that's awesome we teach we teach that in the certification too all right nikki or um amy what about you what are your top two or three tools that you go to for your clients um, definitely in the mistake ritual um definitely visualizations but Almost with every client, we start off with awareness, um, kind of when we've talked about that evolution. Um, the one thing that I've really zeroed in on is that I'm amazed at how many athletes have no idea what they're thinking, right? Mm-hmm. So like, I, I believe strongly, like we can't use the mistake ritual and the reset word until you're aware of what you're doing. So I always start them off with this awareness um, I send them home with a reflection log. So after every practice, they have to write down three to five things that went through their heads, positive or negative. Mm-hmm. And then we come back and then they come back and we work on reframing them and um, we and that awareness piece. So then once they become aware of when those thoughts start to come in, then they're finding that that reset word is and the mistake ritual is much easier for them to create a habit using it. Um, and it's amazing. Like most of the athletes that come to me, they're like, oh my God, I had no idea that those were the things that I was saying to myself. And I'd be like, well, would you say those to your best friends? And they're like, no way. And just flipping that switch and teaching them how to re- reframe those thoughts. Like I've had athlete after athlete say that's been the biggest difference for them is being able to reframe those negative thoughts that they had no idea they were having and had no idea how that was affecting them. Yeah. So then I kind of base the visualizations off of that. Um, you know, I base, like I said, the mistake ritual and reset word off of that. Um, and then we do a lot, since I work with a lot of hockey players, that intensity level, that ideal intensity level and the inverted U theory is big with them. Because hockey is kind of a rah-rah, like, you know, <laughs> um, get up and go, like, you know, tough guy sport. And a lot of them are realizing that they're just going out there with way too much. And once they can dial it down. Oh, man, these are all like, like every single tool you, you, uh, both of you talked about. I'm like, 
like though and I think that's where like I think about and I know you guys feel this way too like you think about if one of your athletes or one of those tools it could change their entire experience in sports and of course they would take that to their life um and you're teaching a multiple but I mean literally one of those can be a, a no pun intended but a game changer for them yeah for sure what um what's your favorite visualization do you guys use any of the scripts or any of the metaphors what, which one do you guys do you have any go-to's my clients love like um i do a version of the highlight reel nice. visualization with them um and they they love that they love using that before um before competition because you customize it for them based on what they tell you yes yeah yeah. Awesome. Yeah. What about you, Nikki? So, That's great. <clears throat> um, I I do something similar, but my I really love to just kind of go off the grid and and have them journal for me, and then me pull out and and throw some questions at them. Yeah. Me pull out their words and their experiences and create something brand new for them. Yeah. I love the creativity that comes yeah. along with that. So um, that's one thing that I um, loved about learning how to administer visualizations. And um, so, yes, I use some of the scripts. I like the backpack, but I like to create my own. It's, it's I love that. Me. It keeps things new and fresh for me too, yeah. but it's so personal to, yeah. um, to my client. Well, I think like in the, you know, the performance visualization specialist stuff, we teach that level four of being fully customizable, you know, unique metaphors. Not everybody does that, but like, if you, if you can and you like it, like it, it is a very rewarding way. And then these people have these guided visualizations that's just for them. It's no for no one else in the world. It's a pretty cool experience. Um, and you, I think you can charge pretty good for that too because it is a unique experience. Um, what's next? I have two two final questions. What is next for you, Amy? It, it, business wise, like what's going on? What's the next? Yeah. Level? So like I said earlier, um, I'm getting ready to hopefully. Well, not hopefully I am, um, to launch this group. Oh, you're going to. <laughs> <laughs> um, to launch this group, um, this group hockey program. So I've been fortunate enough to pair up with um, a hockey advising group that um, is very interested in doing like a beta for me. So give me a bro- I know you're going to raise the price, but what's your, what, how long is the program? How much are you going to charge? Um, we'll be workshopping this in January, I'm sure. So I won't, I won't hold you to it, but just to get an idea of what people yeah, no. So, so my grand plan is that it's going to be a monthly subscription. Um, you know, at least they need to commit to at least three months. We'll do one live zoom call, um, a month. Um, I'll give them tidbits. We'll have a Facebook group, um, give them one 15 to 30 minute one-on-one call, um, a month. Um, and I'm going to, I'm thinking about probably going to be around $300 a month. And what is your three months um, one-on-one uh, go for? My three-month one-on-one right now is 2400 Okay. I, I'm just trying to give people an idea of what mindset coaches are making. And of course, you would, you'd be, we'll probably be raising those prices in January, <laughs> or at least in 2023. But I just want to give people an idea of what, what mindset coaches are making. Nikki, what about you? Where where are you going? And maybe just a little bit about some of your programs and what they what they cost right now. Mm-hmm. Don't mind. Um, I I have one that I'm I, I'm really excited about. I don't have it all together yet, so yeah. I couldn't tell you pricing on it. But I I am working on developing a program for 
recruitable athletes that are wanting to uh, go to the next level. So just the whole mindset behind recruiting and what that takes and because there's a lot of pressure in that and um, you hear no more than you hear yes. And how do you handle that? And so um, it's, it's something I have been thinking about and brainstorming about. So that's kind of where I'm wanting to go and create a, a monthly program similar to what Amy's doing. I've done a monthly program, um, kind of like a subscription membership thing. And um, so very, very similar structure to what Amy had and same pricing, 300 a month yeah. for that. Yeah. Um, my one-on-one for three months right now is 1500 And I know you're going to tell me that it's time to bump it. Um, so I will say that's one thing you're always really good about is not letting me sell myself too short. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, and then just continuing to evolve the the program that I have with my with my club kids. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, we got lots of stuff to workshop and mastermind in twenty twenty three. Now that I know all that, all right, great guys. Um, tell me where last question, and this is where are you from your own mindset, and where are you going? What are you working on? What kind of tools are you using um, daily, or you know? kind of what's fitting in for you as a human being that works on their own mindset. Amy, go first. You will. Um, yeah. I'm making it a habit of um, kind of doing daily check-ins. So Sunday comes around, I brain dump for the week. I set my schedule. Um, but part of that is then the next, you know, and then reevaluating each day. Um, again, it's all about trying to become very more, much more intentional with my time. Um, there's some mindfulness, some breathing. I, you know, very similar to the braver, um, kind of, you know, take some time, a couple minutes every morning just to breathe and reset and, um, and get going. So that's the biggest thing for me is, um, setting those boundaries always has been. So, um, so by brain dumping and really like being down to like, even like, first thing on the list is to make a list, like, you know, down to the specifics, right? Like just, um, the more intentional I can be, um, it sounds really structured, but the reality is it isn't, but it gives me confidence and it keeps me moving forward and gets me started, um, on the right foot every day, if I can do that. Well, I mean, that's what we've been hounded on in the mindset coaching collective, you know, the, the monthly training, uh, for those of you who don't know, which I don't know if you came to last, uh, I don't think you came to last, uh, uh, call, but that's what we talked about is like that daily practice of, you know, we have to, we have to keep working on this stuff and I have to constantly remind myself. So I'm in the same boat. As well, and I feel it like if I get off track, like if I've had a week of like, where it's just, everything's been crazy or I've been traveling, for example, or I get sick, like it's like complete chaos. My brain feels like chaos. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Good. We're all in together. Uh, Nikki, what about you? I think I'm in a unique situation being, uh, having a two month old and a, and a 10 year old. Um, so I'm practicing all the things, um, in oh, okay. the, the mom brain is, is a real thing. So, um, really paying attention to my energy and, being sleep deprived, but still trying to be present for my 10 year old and not totally consumed by my two month old. Um, really trying to, uh, pay attention to those things that give me energy because I don't have a ton of it right now, not Mm -hmm. sleeping much. Um, and, and really paying attention to my mindset of not being overwhelmed by all the things that I have to do, but being really, really present for my family. Um, 
and kind of like Amy said, just prioritizing and listing. I'm, I'm a big lister. It helps me, um, especially being kind of forgetful right now with everything, um, to try to keep me organized and keep my time management on, um, on schedule so that I am helping keep myself as low stress as possible. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's a good reminder. Like we, as mindset coaches practice this stuff, right? We keep, we always talk about this, but it is so crucial. And I, I mean, I, I do it too. I, I have to remind myself to do the daily beast. I have to remind myself to do the braver. I have to remind myself that like, oh, that's just a thought, you know? And that's, but the cool thing is we get to do this and then it shows up in our business. Like we get to actually make money doing this, which is a pretty cool thing. So, um, all right, we're launching the certification soon. I know you guys have also been coaches and captains in the program. I hope that you'll come back for that in this next certification. Um, final thoughts for anybody considering the certification. Amy? Uh, I was just gonna say that, you know, if if you have any intention and it sounds like something that's, you know, that you wanna do to jump right in, that it's probably, um, I wouldn't be where I'm at without it. Um, it's a great source of support. It's a great, um, the people that come through it um, are extremely talented and smart. So not only do you get to feed off of Lindsay, but usually like, not usually all the time, the people in the group are just amazing people themselves, that people um, that are as passionate about it as, as you might be. And it's just such a great learning and um, learning environment that challenges you in in a good way and builds your confidence. It's amazing. So and I also wanted to say, too, is like um, I was just thinking about it um, in terms of. I got I had a client call today and at the end he um, he's like, hey, I just want to tell you, thank you so much. I wouldn't be where I am today if it weren't for you. Like all the stuff you've taught me, like the routines and intensity levels and visualizations and, you know, staying in the game. And he's like, I had no idea how much the mental piece was missing until I did it. And I'm in such like, this is just fun now. So I guess I'm saying that story because like, if that's the impact that you want to have on people and athletes then go for it. I mean, there's nothing better than feeling like you've reached an athlete. Yeah. Oh my God. I just got goosebumps. Like the idea of someone going from hating their sport to loving their sport, like I'm in, I'll do whatever to help them do that. Like that is so, so cool. All right, Nikki, what about you? Yeah. I think all of us that are coaches or have been athletes, we, we love to be coached. We thrive in that. Um, and I know that was something I was missing was I was passionate, but I didn't have I didn't have a coach to push and to teach. And that's one thing that I loved so much about it. And, and to the cool thing, Amy talked about community. It's such a diverse group. Every, every session, it's just, a, you have people that maybe already have a business and they're wanting to go farther with it. You have people that have never done it before and are interested in it. And so you're going to take this journey with so many different awesome people and the relationships that you build. Um, the things that you learn, not only from Lindsay and the curriculum, but just through your peers, through the program. Um, it's been really cool because I've stayed connected with several people that were in my initial core cohort. Um, and we bounce ideas off of each other or just, you know, pass clients to one another, um, our, our own children. 
to one another, which is really cool. Um, but it's just a very unique and um, cool opportunity to be a part of that you're always going to be connected with. Um, and like Amy said, the impact that we have and the seeds that we plant and help these people find, these clients find, impact them even far beyond years down the road with families and things like that. And so to know that um, that we have the ability and um, the honor to do that with others um, is, is just, it's a pretty priceless opportunity. Awesome. I'm getting goosebumps. You guys are the best. I'm so proud of your progress. And I, you know, the passion that you guys bring to your businesses and to your family and to your communities and your teams and, and as mindset coaches is a, something to be admired for sure. And I'm just, I love, you know, we, we get to talk, I get to see you guys all the time, but just to really hear the details of you working with your clients is pretty cool. So thank you for sharing that with our community and for all your involvement with mm. performance and the Mindset Coach Academy. You guys have a great day and we will talk to you soon. Hey, if you loved this episode, make sure to check out all of our free and paid resources over at positiveperformancetraining.com. You want to take mindset training to the next level? We got you. But here are three more specific ways. If you want to take mindset training and live it more in your life, definitely subscribe to this podcast. We send out bonus episodes. We have our mental Mondays. We have interviews and training episodes. Definitely subscribe. If you want to teach it, meaning taking it to your athletes or your clients, I highly recommend Psychology of Competition. Again, you can check that out at positiveperformancetraining.com. It is a great course that will teach you and your athletes how to have pre, during, and post-competition routines to up your performance. And if you want to learn how to have a mindset coaching business in order to sell mindset coaching, highly recommend signing up for our waitlist for our next certification cohort, which usually opens about once a year. But in the meantime, go to positiveperformancetraining.com and check out our ultimate mindset coaching toolkit. Well, it will show you exactly how to get started with your first mindset coaching clients. Again, go to positiveperformancetraining.com for all of our free and paid resources.